0: His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Of majesty and hide, his arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go defending you from all harm if you walk into a trap they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling you'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness trampling every one of them beneath your feet for here is what the Lord has spoken to me because you loved me delighted in me and have been loyal to my name I will greatly protect you I will answer your cry for help every time you pray presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden. In the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me. God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you even in a time of disaster of thousands.
1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. This is our Wednesday night refreshing service. You're here to inherit God's promises and experience their benefits. God's promises are for us today. Hallelujah. Everything is included in them. And he has given them to you. So, Father, we we come with expectant hearts tonight. And, Lord, we give you thanks and praise that you're doing great and mighty things. And, Lord, we want you to have your way. We yield to your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your living word that's going to flow like a mighty river in this place. And, Lord, we give you the high praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
2: in this building, every word that's gone forth over the airwaves from this place, we're calling in the harvest tonight, in every place, in every level, oh, in every subject matter law, we're calling in the harvest tonight in this place. place tonight, Lord. You never disappoint us because we
0: Shadow of Chicago. Yeah. The more
1: Thank you, Lord
2: Jesus. Thank you,
1: Lord Jesus. The Holy One of Israel, the glorious one, the victorious one. Hallelujah, Lord
2: Jesus.
1: Oh, what a name above every name.
2: We give you all.
3: Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to in the dark. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, oh
1: hallelujah. We love you in Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name. We Magnify we you, Lord. We, we honor we you. Born. We reverence you. We bless you. It is our joy and honor. And Lord, we thank you that you inhabit our praises. And your presence is here in our midst. The power of God is here. The grace of God is here. The goodness of God is here. The help of God is here. I want you to say bye-bye to every bad situation. Nothing but good things are going to come about for your good. Things are going to work out for your good. Hallelujah. God's about to put you over. He's about to break you through. Oh, we need to get excited about the goodness of God. Woo! Glory! God loves hearts that are stirred. Paul told Timothy, he said, stir yourself up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for being here and for speaking to us. There is coming, sooner than you think, a change in the atmosphere like when fireworks explode on a dark night and they light up the sky i'm about to light up the atmosphere i'm about to do some things says the lord are you with me because i'm for you i'm with you so you need to be with me says the lord hallelujah glory to god No, faith is an explosive force, and you are light. Amen. Well, you may have your seats if you can. What a glorious night. This is a divine appointment Wednesday. God scheduled this day long before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. just want to let you know some things. Uh, this Friday, ladies, it is, wo- is, it is woven. Yes. Now it's going to be like it's going to be like the wine at the wedding. God saved the best for the last, because yes. then they're going to take a break for over the summer. But ladies, you might want to be here this Friday, yes. 6 p.m. Yes. Bring someone with you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Not someone who thinks they're a woman, but someone who knows they're a woman. Just tell them to check the plumbing.
3: <laughs>
1: and then uh, this Saturday the youth are going to participate uh, in a show in Memorial Park. It used to be Fireman's Park right off of Grant Street there. And uh, Abby and Devon are going to be singing there from 1030 to 1130. So you want to go check that out. There's going to have different vendors and different things. Glory to God. But uh, the new generation Air Force are going to be a bright light there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, uh, yeah, they're, uh, still having their, uh, business. They're raising money. They're not just raising money. It's, it's, it's a entrepreneurship deal. Yeah. And, uh, they're blessed. And the whole point is, you know, they had a goal of getting to Tulsa this summer. Uh, and there's going to be about 16 of us. Uh, going to Tulsa this summer for camp meeting the last week of July. And uh, so we won't be having woven that, or uh, not woven, but uh, Wednesday night refreshing that week. And uh, <laughs> hallelujah. But, uh, you know, when someone has a desire, they do something to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And I'm so grateful for our youth and Pastor Nelson and Pastor Nadine. They do such a fantastic job. Yeah. Hallelujah. And as always... Uh, if you haven't already, you can invest in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. You're not going to find a better return in the stock market or in a mutual fund or anything like that. God's got the greatest return. Amen. And uh, it's guaranteed multiplication. When you give to God, it's guaranteed multiplication. Amen. And uh, you you give it to him and he'll multiply it and give it back to you. Amen. Glory to God. And Father, I just give you thanks and praise for every giver and their gifts, Lord. I call them blessed, blessed, blessed. Lord, may you protect them and prosper them and provide for them. In Jesus' name, amen. You can give it anytime here or if you're watching, give it online. Amen. Glory to God. All right. We got some kids in kids' life, kids living in faith every day on a Wednesday. Glory to God. Kids and teachers, have a great class. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Well, if you didn't know it already, I'm a little bit wound up. But I'm wound up over God. That's a good thing to get wound up over. And uh, I thought I would talk to you about hope, but God had other plans. (laughs) So uh, tonight, we're going to talk to you about from concealed to revealed. Yes. From concealed yes. to revealed. Yes. And uh, I just want you to know that everything that God wants you to be and do and have comes from him. Yes. He has already provided it, stored it. And had it ready for you to make a withdrawal. Yes. Yes. And if you lost your password, it's J E S U S. Amen? So God shows us who He is and what He can do by one method, and that is revelation. So I'm going to kind of talk to you about the art of revelation tonight, too. So God reveals to us his nature, his character, his power, and his person. Because why? Everything that God wants you to have and be and do, he already put in Christ. It's like a vending machine that is stocked full. Now, Christ isn't a vending machine, obviously, but it's kind of like that. You know, you go to a vending machine and it has... Everything that you want, you put something in and you get what you want out. Right? So God has many ways of revealing truth to us. And uh, he is a revealer. He pulls back the curtain of the scene and he allows us to see what was unseen. And it's that pulling back of the curtain that we call revelation. It's revealing something. He, he, he does it through speaking. He does it through doing or demonstrating. He does it through teaching. He does it through prophesying. And he does it through instructing. God reveals truth to us. Hallelujah. Yeah. You're going to see into the unseen tonight. Yeah. You know, there's an unseen realm. Yeah. You know, the world... Things that we see were made by things we can't see. But the things we can't see are there. And it it requires revelation to be able to see what's there, but you just can't see it. But once it's revealed, oh, hallelujah, once it's revealed, you can run with it. Hallelujah. Faith is what we use... To make the unveiling possible. Faith is what we use. Faith in God. What God reveals to you becomes a reality in you. Do you realize you can experience something or you can have something revealed to you and and it's just as they're equal? When you get a revelation, you have an experience. You have an encounter with the divine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Revelation is the key to now. I'm not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm just talking about the word revelation. It is the key to possessing what you have been promised. Amen. I want you to go with me to Deuteronomy 29. Deuteronomy 29:29. 29, 29. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Welcome to Victory News, and this is uh, Doug, and I will be reporting tonight. ...on Deuteronomy 29, 29. (laughs) It says this... The secret things belong to the Lord our God. How many know God's God's got some secret things? But I want you to notice something. But the things which are revealed and disclosed... ...belong to us and our children forever. So that we may do all of the words of this law... Yeah, God's got some secret things, and he may show you, but once he shows it to you, it belongs to you. To you and your children forever. Everything that God reveals, you can possess. Everything that God reveals, you can have. Everything that God reveals, you can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1. Glory to God. Look at verse 2. Titus 1, verse 2. Based on the hope and the divine guarantee of eternal life. I'm reading from the Amplified. Which God, who is ever truthful and without deceit, promised before the ages of time began. You know, God made promises before the ages began. Verse 3 at the appointed time, has made known his word and revealed his message through preaching, which was con- con- entrusted to me according to the command of God. And Savior. There was a time when God revealed his son to the world. Do you realize when man sinned, only Adam and Eve knew what, what they lost. Everyone else did not know what they lost. Everyone else that was born after Adam and Eve, they didn't know what was hidden. Because they didn't walk with God. They, they didn't have the relationship to the level that Adam had. So things were unknown to They didn't know what their benefits were. They didn't know what was promised to them. They didn't know what gifts they'd been given. They didn't know their capability. They didn't even know their calling. So God, at the appointed time, he wrapped up everything in Jesus. And there was a time of revealing. This is my son. Amen. And and people started to have faith in God. And when they had faith in God, they were getting to, they were getting to learn what was given to them, what was revealed to them. Amen. Amen. And people started finding out what they were called to do. They started uh, finding out that they could have things, do things, and be things that they never knew before. How did they know that? It was revealed to them. See, God revealed to Abraham that he could be a father when he wasn't a father. He didn't know that until God appeared to him and God began to talk with him and God began to show him. And when God God made that revelation to Abraham, it belonged to him. He could be the father that that God promised him. Once it was revealed, he could possess it. He could have it. He could do it. So everybody born in sin, they didn't know what they lost. I mean, Adam knew what he lost because he was walking with God every day. But thank God for that appointed time. Amen? Amen. You stick with God and he'll show you some things. Mm -hmm. And those things that he shows you will propel you forward. It'll put you in success. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Hallelujah, verse 25. In this church... I was made a minister according to the stewardship which God entrusted to me for your sake. I can say the same thing that Paul did. At this church called Victor Christian Fellowship. I was made a minister according to the stewardship which God entrusted me for your sake. Some of you didn't even know that you had the spiritual inheritance until you came here. Amen. And God sent an inheritance specialist. And a purpose specialist. Yeah. He brought them together to reveal your inheritance and your purpose. Yeah. To make you a one power-packed person. Yeah. So that I might make the word of God fully known. That's revelation. Yeah. Revelation is making something known that wasn't known. Right. Among you. That is... The mystery which was hidden from angels and mankind for the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. You were destined to come into revelation of who God is, what he has, and what you can do with it. Verse 27. God in his eternal plan chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. Everybody say the riches of the glory. The of glory. How many has ever experienced a level of glory? Yeah. Well, there's more. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You might say it like this. You ain't seen nothing yet. Right. <laughs> Isn't that what Jesus told Nathaniel? You know, Nathanael was sitting under a tree, and Andrew was out bringing people to Jesus. He brought his brother Peter to Jesus, right? And, and he was all excited, and Jesus saw Nathanael, and he said, There's a, an Israelite in whom there's no guile. And Nathanael said, You knew me while I was sitting under the tree? He said, Yeah. He said, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said, You'll see greater things than this. Yeah. I mean, you ain't seen nothing yet. He said, you're going to see the heavens open and angels ascending. You're going to see what Jacob saw. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the riches of glory of this mystery, which Christ, which is Christ in and among you, the hope of glory. All your riches, everything that God has is in Christ. And if you're in Christ, then you have access to the riches. Christ is the key to your riches. If you know him, you get all the stuff. Amen. You get the life. You get the healing. You get the strength. You get the power. You get the peace. You get the help. Amen. You get everything. Everything is in Christ. He is the hope and guarantee of glory. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We proclaim him. Why do you proclaim him? So that people can get a revelation. We proclaim Christ so that God's goodness can be revealed to people, so that God's love can be revealed to people. What does it mean to preach Christ, preach the Messiah, preach the anointing, the anointed one? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. A revelation of God brings order out of chaos. When darkness covered the earth, there was a revelation of God's word, and the darkness dispelled and light came on the scene. The revelation of his word brought cosmos out of chaos. Revelation from God sets things right that were wrong. Paul didn't know he was going the wrong direction until Christ revealed himself to him. Until the truth was revealed to Paul and Paul was able to change his direction, right? So a revelation sets you on the right path. It sets things right that were wrong. If something's wrong in your body, you get a revelation of Jesus being the healer. He can correct what's wrong in your body. A revelation of God dispels darkness and brings light. It takes something that was hidden and makes it found. It takes something that was secret and brings it out into the open. A revelation from God uncovers what was concealed and exposes what was hidden. Hallelujah. Why did God have to conceal things so the devil couldn't take it? Do you realize the devil can only take what he hears? In other words, if the devil steals from you, he had to have gotten permission from you. Well, I didn't give him permission. Yeah, the negative talk, the negative thoughts, the complaining, you gave the devil permission to come in. You say, the door's open, buddy, come on in. A revelation of God makes things known that were not known before. How did Moses know to make bitter water sweet? God showed him a tree. And God said, throw the tree in the water. And when he did, the waters were made sweet. But see, that was by revelation. No one had, no one, Moses couldn't talk to a chemist. And said, how do you make bitter water sweet? Right? But God had a way to make make bitterness sweet. And God had to show Moses. See that tree over there? Oh, I didn't see it before. How about when Hagar, the first time she was sent away from Sarah, because Sarah didn't want to share the inheritance, right? And she was struggling in the wilderness, but she didn't know that there was a well there. Until what? The angel showed her that it was there. Right? Right? Right. It was there, but she couldn't see it. But once it was revealed, then she could partake of it. And that revelation saved her life. Right? Right. Right. A revelation will save your life. It will enhance your life. It will change your life. God communicates to us by revelation. How does he reveal? He shows up. He appears. He speaks. He does. That's how, that's how he reveals things. A revelation of God introduces you to God's power. God had a power socket right there, but you didn't see it until he showed it to you. There's my power socket. Plug in. Oh, yeah. Plug in. Whoa, there's the power. Right? The woman with the issue of blood. She was informed for 12 years, I'm sorry, but we can't help you. I'm sorry, but we can't help you. I'm sorry, but we can't help you. How did her situation change? She had a revelation. She heard something different. She heard words of healing. You know, doctors are good, but they can't heal. When How many ever had a broken bone? A doctor can set it, but he doesn't heal the bone. He sets it, puts a cast on it, but he doesn't heal it. But your bone heals. How'd that happen? Yeah, the doctor helped. He put the cast in so it wouldn't move. But he didn't heal it. Amen? The woman with the issue of blood got a revelation. Jesus heals. Okay, there's my answer. And that revelation changed her life. Stopped poverty. Twelve years of poverty was over in one day. It was over in one touch. And she didn't even touch him. She touched his clothes. (laughs) But how did she get to him? She heard something. So what she heard revealed truth to her. My goodness. A revelation of God is a divine encounter and experience that you will encounter in a moment. When Jesus asked his disciples, who do the people say that I am? They didn't have to go to class to take a course. Right? No, nothing wrong with taking a course, but they didn't have to do it, did they? In, in one moment, God dropped a revelation into Peter of who Jesus was. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed that you were my father in heaven. My father just gave you a download, Peter. He showed you something that you didn't know, and now you know it. See, once it's revealed, you can possess it. You can't possess what, what hasn't been revealed. You can't, you, you can't have faith for what you do not know. Your faith can't go beyond the knowledge of God's word. That's why you've got to increase the knowledge of God's word. That's why you come to a place like this. My goodness. A revelation from God can cause you to overcome the operation and function of evil. How many times did God give a military commander the means to outsmart the enemy? Many times. By unconventional means. Joshua seeing the city of Jericho. How am I going to make those walls fall? Don't worry. You just do what I say. I'm going to reveal it to you. Uh, An angel showed up Carrying a sword, and Joshua said, are you for them or for us? He said, I'm I'm the the host of the, I'm the captain of the host of the army of God. And and Joshua went to Jericho with a divine strategy that was revealed to him by heaven. And that revelation gave him the victory. No one would have ever thought to take a city like that. No one would have ever thought to walk through the Red Sea. Come on. But Moses didn't know what to do, but it was revealed to him in the moment. What's in your hand? A stick. A stick. What, what can I use? Is this a magic stick? No. But you, let me use your stick, Moses. Put, raise your stick up, okay? Poof, the water started parting. A simple revelation made a passage to override an enemy's attack. A revelation of God comes by him appearing, speaking, or demonstrating. He appears, he speaks, he demonstrates revelation. He, he gives you information that you didn't have before. And whatever your situation is, that information can either... Uh, that, that can put you over or give you the victory or whatever you need. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You glad you came tonight? Hallelujah. I'm glad I listened to the Lord. And really, some of this stuff came in the afternoon, right before I came. Hallelujah. I was working from home today most of the day. 1 Corinthians 14.6. I'm going to read this, uh, and then I'm going to read it uh, from the Amplified. I'll read it from the King James. And uh, he says, uh, verse 6, Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? And even things without life, given sound, whether pipe or harp, except they have a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? All right. The Amplified says, Now, believers, if I come to you by speaking in an unknown tongue, how will I benefit you unless I also speak to you clearly, either by revelation, revealing God's mystery? Did you know that when you speak in tongues, you're speaking mysteries? And the only one that can hear him is the Holy Spirit? And he's the only one that can interpret what you're speaking? The, to the enemy, it's like, when you speak in tongues, it's like trying to talk to Charlie Brown's teacher. What, 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 what the heck is she saying? My goodness, so revelation speaks revealing mysteries, all right? Revelation is knowledge, it's knowing what God knows. How many want to know what God knows? Well, through revelation, he shares his knowledge with you. He shares his knowledge that was not known until he shows it, or tells it, or does it. Amen? Amen. Revelation can be prophetic, revealing God's plan and strategy, right through prophesying. Revelation is new information; it's an instant download from God. Hallelujah! How many are glad for instant downloads? God's got the best Wi-Fi network. Don't even need a router. All you need is a heart that believes. Amen. All right. Revelation is is uh, revelation can come through teaching and divine instructing, all right, teaching and divine instruction. Revelation unfolds through the fivefold ministry gifts that glorify God, and revelation is not limited to the fivefold ministers, but it's given to hungry, hungry and thirsty seekers. Do we have any hungry and thirsty seekers here tonight? You know, when you seek God, what happens? you find him Oh if all I need to do to seek God or find God to seek him hey that's what he said you seek him you'll find him and he'll show you something he'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. glory to God now God has qualified you your qualifications, To receive a revelation from God comes from your Father. Amen? Amen. God has qualified you. All right? Go to Colossians chapter 1. You are qualified to have eternal life. You are qualified to gain the victory. Whatever victory you need over whatever it is. Your victory is not limited to this or that or the other. It's just victory. All right? You're qualified for success. You're qualified for strength and everything that God offers. Say, I'm qualified. qualified. Say, "I'm I'm qualified. Since you're qualified, don't complain. You're qualified. You're qualified to have what God said. Hallelujah. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are revealers and sharers of treasures, good things, benefits, wisdom, direction, and instruction. They're revealers and sharers of good things and treasures. Amen? The Holy Spirit's a revealer, Jesus is a revealer, and the Father's a revealer. Okay? Okay? Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who, notice this tense, has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Has qualified. You don't have to get qualified. You've been qualified. You don't have to run a special race to qualify. Jesus qualified you. And your faith in Jesus has qualified you. You're qualified. When the devil says, You can't have that, you say, Shut up, I'm qualified. The Father qualified me. The Father said so. My goodness. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 1. Are we starting to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some uh, false teachers, letters of recommendation... To you or from you. No. You are you are our letter of recommendation. Paul's pointing to the fruit that he produces. Yes. You're my letter of recommendation. Yes. That this gospel works. Amen. Yes. He says, you are our letter written in our hearts, recognized and read by everyone. Verse 3, you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. Written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. How many has writing from the Spirit on you? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're you're a page that the Spirit of God can write on. He can type on. He can put a message in you. Not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. Verse 4. Such is the confidence and steadfast reliance and absolute trust that we have through Christ toward God. Verse 5. Not that we are sufficiently qualified in ourselves. Our qualifications are not from ourselves. Right? To claim anything as coming from us. But our sufficiency and our qualification came from God. He has qualified us making us sufficient ministers of a new covenant. Glory to God. God revealed a new covenant to us. We have better promises. Hallelujah. We have a great high priest. You've got a better deal. Hallelujah! So God has qualified us. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You don't want to live your life by the letter. God never said as many as are led by the letter. He said as many as are led by what? Spirit. He's a person. He's a person of God, right? He is divine. All right. So say I'm qualified. All right, turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Look at verse 4. 2 Peter 1, 4. For by these, he's talking about promises, he has bestowed on us his precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value. Wow. So that by them, by these promises, you may escape the immoral freedom that is in the world, or the lust that's in the world, because of disreputable desire, and become sharers of the divine nature. Everybody say, sharers Sharers. of divine nature. nature. How did you become a sharer of the divine nature? A promise was revealed to you. And you believed the promise, and you became a sharer. A participant, amen, someone who shares in the divine nature, the nature of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're a sharer of the divine nature. Yeah. Is the divine nature sick? No, but if, you're, if, if, you're, if your mortal nature gets sick, your divine nature is greater. Yeah. It can kick sickness out of your house. Yeah. How many's ever taken a, a dirty rug out your house and shook it out? Sometimes we just need to take sickness and shake it out like, like a mat. Let all the sickness dust fly outside. It goes out of my house, not in my house. Sickness belongs out of my house, not in my house. So this is my house. Hallelujah. I'm a divine sharer. Glory to God. My divine nature is greater. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I got healing in me. And if sickness tries, sickness is an invader. Sickness is a thief. Sickness is not a friend. It should not be welcome. It should be resisted. It should be fought. It should be spoken to. And it should be kicked out. Some of you haven't given your eviction notice to sickness. How often did Jesus, think about this for just a second. What was the most, or in which way did Jesus heal people a lot? By a command. Pick up your bed and walk. Right? Stretch forth your hand. Right? Right? That was the word talking to the sickness and telling it what to do. Where's the word? You got the word in you. You got the same word in you, the same power in you. You could do the same thing. Why? You're a share of the divine nature. Jesus spoke to the wind. Jesus spoke to trees. Jesus spoke to storms. Jesus spoke to dead people. And guess what? They all responded to his voice. Will sickness respond to your voice? Absolutely. Why? Because there's a name named Jesus that's greater than any sickness name. Say, in Jesus' name, name, I evict evict all sickness, all all disease, disease, every virus, every every infirmity, every every weakness, every every sickness that has a name. It has to leave my house right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We can do that because we're a share. Now, go to Proverbs 29, verse 18. I'm obviously not going to get through all this. Too much information and not enough time. Hallelujah. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. Now some versions say, where there is no vision, the people perish. But I want you to read the Amplified. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God or His Word, the people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is He Who keeps the law? If people don't have a revelation of God, they can only go by what they know. And what they know is on a lower plane than God. So they're going to be bound. There's no restraint. There's nothing restraining them. There's nothing keeping them back. There's nothing keeping them in check. We need a revelation of God. Do you realize in order to operate any ministry, you've got to have a revelation of who Jesus is? Paul said, Christ was revealed in me, which gave me the ability to preach or to carry out the ministry. You can't have a ministry without having a revelation of who Jesus is. Amen? Amen. A nation, the good news translation says, a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. Well, we can see that today, right? People are, are doing things unrestrained because they have no revelation of who God is or what he, what he requires. He requires righteousness, but if they don't have a revelation of righteousness, what's left? Wickedness. If a person doesn't have a revelation of righteousness, then they will be wicked. They will be unrestrained. See, a revelation keeps us in check. It puts us on the right path, right? It brings order out of chaos, okay? So it's important to have a revelation. What What is a revelation? This is just a definition, right? These are just some dictionaries, okay? How to know what God knows. How, do you, how to know what God knows? He shows you or he tells you. Or he does it. Okay? Definition of a revelation. The act of revealing or disclosing. Okay? Something revealed, especially a dramatic disclosure of something not previously known or realized. A sudden insight or idea. I didn't know that before. But now I know it. And once you know it, you can go with it. You couldn't go with it when, once it was unknown, but once you know it, you can go with it. You can run with it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's from the American Heritage Dictionary. This is from uh, Webster. The act of revealing or communicating divine truth. See, God communicates truth through revelation. All right? Something that is revealed by God to humans. It's an act of revealing to view or make known. It's an enlightening or an astonishing disclosure. A pleasant, often enlightening surprise. Amen? It's a disclosure, a divulgence, and an exposure. This is from Easton's Bible Dictionary. An uncovering, a bringing to light of... That which had been previously wholly hidden, were only obscurely seen. God has been pleased at various ways and in different times to make a supernatural revelation of himself. Oftentimes they would name the place of the revelation that they would get from God. Jehovah Jireh. Abraham had a revelation. El Shaddai, that was a revelation. Right? Moses was revealed the Lord Jehovah, right? And uh, at different times, God revealed himself at different things to, to, to show that he could do different things. Our God is diverse. Amen? He can do so many things. Now, revelation is different than inspiration. Revelation is the supernatural communication of truth to the mind, inspiration secures to the teacher or writer the infallibility in communicating that truth to others. inspiration is is the power that backs it up. okay? Hallelujah. All right go to Galatians chapter one and we're getting to that place here where we let God do the heavy lifting. Galatians well actually yeah go to Galatians. Chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. For I want you to know, believers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel. See, this is not man's idea. Okay, well, whose idea was it? It's not human invention patterned by any human concept. So guess what? In order for humans to benefit from it, it has to be revealed from the source. Okay? You can't operate it if you don't know it. Seven sons of Sceva. We're going to cast out the devil in whom Paul knows. Devil, we adjure you by the whom Paul knows to come out of this man. And the demon said, Paul we know and Jesus we know, but who are you? See, when you try to do something without having the knowledge of it, you will fall flat on your face. And that one demonic person whipped those seven sons... Whipped them, beat them, and, and set them home naked. Yeah. See, when you try to do something without a revelation of it, you have no supernatural power. Right. They had no relationship with God. They didn't know his authority. They didn't know the authority of Jesus' name. They were just trying to do what they saw someone else do. Listen. We don't have to do it because someone else did it. We can go to the source. We have access to the source. We got the source code. We got the source code. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. We can go directly to him. You don't know how to do something. He said, ask me and I'll show you. I'll give you wisdom. My goodness. There's so much in this thing. Whoo. Okay. Verse 12 for indeed, I did not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a direct revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus was talking to Paul in Arabia. You know, Paul spent 11 years in Arabia. He says that in Galatians. He talks about, he said, I didn't talk with any man or anybody. I was in the desert. He, was, he, he, was, he went to the school of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And he, de- he got a degree called a doctor of revelation. Yes. Amen? Amen. All right. Go to Revelation chapter 1, the book of Revelation. This is powerful. Revelation 1.1. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The unveiling of his divine mysteries, which God the Father gave to him to show to his bondservants. Oh, my goodness. God gave it to Jesus. Jesus gave it to us. Hallelujah. He was qualified and equipped to reveal what the Father gave to him to us. You, to his bondservants, believers, the things which must take place... In their entirety. He sent and communicated it by an angel. A divine messenger to his bondservant John. God sent it to Jesus. Jesus sent it to John. And John wrote it in the book. And you and I can benefit from it. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. All right, let me just go to John 5. Hallelujah. John 5. I'm almost done. John 5 and verse 5. Hallelujah. There was a place... That was a pool called the Pool of Bethesda. And it had five porches. And uh, verse 3 says, In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, or invalid, lame people, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. So many Christians are waiting for the moving of the water. But I'm about to show you that with the revelation you can make better progress. You don't have to wait for the moving of the water because you know the one who moves the water. You know the one who creates the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Everybody say 38 years. He had no revelation of how to get healed. All he knew was when the water moves, and if I get in, I'm going to get healed. That's all he knew. Okay? So he had this condition for 38 years. I don't know if he sat there for 38 years, but he had this condition for 38 years. Okay? Okay? When Jesus saw him, who Jesus is about to reveal truth to him. Okay? When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will you be made whole? You know, sometimes God wants to know, see, if, think about this. If you sit somewhere for a long time, you end up forgetting why you're there sometimes. Right? Some of you are falling asleep because Pastor Doug goes so long. I understand. But Jesus saw his condition. He knew he'd been there for a long time. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. Well, is that true? Jesus is a man. He's standing right there. Okay? Mm. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, rise, take up your bed and walk. I'm going to give you a revelation. Get off your little duff and and get up. (laughs) Amen. Too many people are sitting and waiting and not taking any action. I mean, the four lepers, they said, why sit we here till we die? We might as well go, go and do something. And when they did something, God met them. Didn't he? Immediately the man was made whole. Jesus didn't even put him in the pool. I got a better way. See, Revelation has a better way of doing things. Listen, you don't even have to get your clothes wet. And the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked... On the same day was the Sabbath. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let me, let, me just, let me just finish with this. Okay, L- let me just give you one more quick one, real quick. Go to Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Hey, Roscoe, we got one. He's carrying his mat on the Sabbath. I can see the Pharisees tackling him, you know. How many know that to get healed, you need to know, you need to have a revelation of God's will? Matthew 8, 3. Actually, uh, let's just start with verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. Okay? He's got one part of the equation right. Worship. He's worshipping the right person. Okay? Saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Did the leper doubt his ability? What did he doubt? He didn't know what God's will was. He knew that he had the ability. He knew that he could make leprosy gone in in a second. Right? So he asked. He's seeking for a revelation. He said, Lord, if you will, you can. So what did Jesus come to do? Why did Jesus come? To reveal the will of the Father. He came to show us. He came to tell us. He came to appear to say, I'm the key to all of your blessing and all of your benefit. You put your faith in me and you get it all. Amen. Jesus came to demonstrate the will of the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you heard me, you heard the Father. Right? And Jesus... Put forth his hand and touch him. He's demonstrating and he's saying a revelation. The revelation is, I will... Whenever you're sick, what does God want to do? His will is to heal. His will is to make you whole. His will is to end your suffering. His will is to end the pain. That's God's will. God doesn't want you to have pain. He doesn't want that pain to be delayed anymore. He wants you whole and healed. That's his will. Jesus said, I will. And he touched him and said, be clean, and immediately the leprosy was cleansed. Why? That man had a revelation of God's will. All right. Hallelujah. You know, God knows the perfect time and place to reveal His truth to the right people. See, if God reveals you something, He knew that you were going to do something with it. My word shall not return unto me void. But it will go out and accomplish what I set it out to do. If I say be healed, it's going to accomplish healing in you. If I say rise and walk, you're going to be able to rise and walk. Why? It doesn't return void unto me. All right? So God knew that Noah would build an ark. God knew that Joseph would would save in the abundance, and prepare for a famine. Where did Joseph get the information to do that? In the whole entire nation of Egypt. One person, with a revelation, saved a nation. And Joseph credited God for giving it to him. Right? Da- Daniel... The king had a secret, and he said, if you don't tell me your secret, my secret, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. Well, why don't you tell us your dream? No, you're supposed to be a wise man. you got to tell me the secret. How are you going to tell someone's secret? Well, I know a secret teller. So Daniel went to his friends. They had a talk with the father. The father revealed the secret. Daniel's life got saved and promoted. Revelation. That was done by Revelation. Revelation saved his life, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's life. Because God is the God who reveals secrets. Hallelujah. Elisha, he knew the king of Syria's battle plans that he made in his bedroom. The king would plan to attack Israel, and Elisha would tell the king of Israel, Don't go here. Why? Syrians are there. They go check it out. Sure enough. They were there. Revelation. Hallelujah. It was revealed to Mordecai. He knew the harm that was going against the king of Persia and the plot of the enemy against his people. It was revealed to Mordecai because he had a niece. Well, it was a distant relative, actually, who he trained as his daughter, who happened to be the queen. And with that revelation, God saved an entire people. And Simeon, in the New Testament, he had a revelation that he was going to see the salvation of God, which was Jesus, before he died. Amen? So what did he do? He hung out in the temple, and he waited. He praised He waited expectantly. He was watching. He was praising. He was serving. He was available until the day when Mary and Joseph, eight days old Jesus brought him in and Simeon got to see the salvation. He got to hold him in his hands. He got to give a little prophecy and now he could go. Right? Revelation. See, when God gives you a revelation, you got to walk it out. Right? Hey, why don't you show up? Hey, Something's going to happen in 40 days. I need y'all to get to this place and be in this room, this upper room. That was a revelation. Didn't tell them what was going to happen. Right. She just said, Be there. Right? right? Out of 500 people who saw Jesus alive, how come only 120 showed up? How come only 120 honored the revelation? Oh, I got so much more to say. Hallelujah. But not enough time. Amen. Glory to God. God's got a revelation for you tonight. You can be well. Your healing is in Christ. Your deliverance is in Christ. Your help is in Christ. Your joy is in Christ. Amen. Everything you need is in Christ. And it's all, it's all right here available to you. And you can access it right now. Amen. I've told you how revelation works. Hallelujah, some of you've got to act on that revelation. Amen? If you need something from God tonight, I want you to come and get it right now. Come and get it right now. No matter what it is. No, no matter how great or how small, God's got it. He's got it. Amen? And you've got to honor him for the revelation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, and la